This episode of Nothing Important is brought to you by First Base and Beyond, the hilarious new book that defines the bases and expands the baseball metaphor for getting laid. A perfect gift for the holidays, bachelor parties, or just to have around to settle debates. Ever wonder what getting to third base really means? Get First Base and Beyond by going to www.firstbaseandbeyond.com. That's firstbaseandbeyond.com. Some of the proceeds also go to Save the Tatas. Firstbaseandbeyond.com. Copywritten by Brian of the Nothing Important Podcast. Now, you kind of got cut off, but you started talking about your Eeyore-ness. Yeah, I did. Right? And then mm-hmm. and then we went into something else and then some interview that we talked to. So d- define Eeyore-ness to us. You're, I, I, I don't know. You don't know? Riveting. Riveting. <laughs> I think yeah. I just did it. See, that's what I was doing was there. Good. I was that's, doing it with an example yeah, of it. Yeah. You're listening to nothing important. Please enjoy the show. Sex friend zone zone is the best friend zone, really, (laughs) if you think about it. The more you know. All right. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Nothing Important Podcast. Insert witty comment here. Boom. I'm Brian, and with me, as always, is my buddy Dave. Dave, good evening. I tried to take my bicycle for a ride, but it was too tired. (laughs) Yeah, because it's too tired on a bike. Okay, cool. And then, of course, with us, uh, back. Insert witty comment here. Yeah. Uh, back in effect it. with us uh, this evening is uh, our buddy Big Grim Tim. Tim, how's it going? Ahoy. Hello. Um, it's kind of interesting right now. We're sitting in the studio, Third City Sound in Julia, Illinois. Beautiful. It's, Juliet, it's Illinois. It's like midnight on a Friday. We usually try to get the podcast out by noon on Friday, and it's midnight on Friday. So at best, this is coming out late afternoon, Saturday. But that's okay because we're going into the holiday season, right? There's Christmas next week. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure what we're going to do as far as a show, but we'll probably throw up a song or two just to just to put it out there. Uh, New Year's, again, I don't know if we're going to do a show or have a dark week. Uh, me and my personal life, just with, uh, you know, I, I own a business with my wife. We and- understand you have the uh, the New Year's Eve orgy that you have to tend to, <laughs> and the cleanup of the after that is just crazy, which is why you got the all pair. Right, right, of course, you know. You know. Help clean out a lots, lots of paper towels. How's her cum mop skills? Uh, satisfactory so far. There's always room for improvement. <laughs> so, uh, before we get going, Dave, and this is kind of cool because you kind of know some of this, but you don't. Uh, next year, starting in February, not only is the second season of Better Call Saul starting up, so it's all good, man. It's going to be full effect. Mm-hmm. And that's two shows a week, right? It's, it's it's all good, man. And then, of course, every Thursday we put out preview with a prior, where we talk about the next week's episode. That's right, right. Then we I have, forgot about preview with a prior. I gotta get my exactly. shit together. And then we have nothing important, uh, which we do every week, where we talk to people more famous than we'll ever be, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but big experiment. We have like a four show engagement on a fourteen ninety a.m. in the Tampa Bay area of Florida. 1490 1490 a.m. Yeah, it's going to it, it's going to it's it's going to be a little bit different. That'll be the nothing important broadcast. Um 
And we're, we're actually, what I want to bring up to you is, uh, I, I brought it up and we've been advertising that to kind of part of this experiment is trying to see like what we could do as far as sponsors. We're, like this first round, we're, we're not out to make any money. We're just trying to cover costs. Mm-hmm. And you might be interested to know, we actually have, uh, what I would say a, a decent handful of sponsors already paid in full and ready to be promoted on the nothing important broadcast. That's pretty fucking. And amazing. of course, that makes them sponsors of the Nothing Important podcast, and it's all good, man. Uh, just a quick rundown: our friends from Tugboat Coffee, Eric, he was on our show. One of our very first guests. One of our very first. Never guests. Never thought I would be so fascinated by coffee. Right? Like I don't even drink coffee. I got to be honest. Tim, are you a coffee guy? I am. You are okay, Dave. You don't drink coffee either, right? Not since my internship. No. Right. Okay. So it. Oh, that was like early on, like oh, a year ago, we talked to Eric. Well, was, I think it was February or March, yeah. Yeah, it, it's coming up. Um, Good episode. Super cool, dude. So they're, they're sponsoring the show, which Thanks, is completely awesome. So check them out at tugboatcoffee.com. Uh, also, we have uh, the Pepper Jelly Company, Mike Diaz with the Cuban Soraka. Yeah, I think he missed his Kickstarter, the one we were uh, promoting I'm, and he's trying again, right? Uh, I'm not sure if he's trying again, but he is in production, so we should be getting some hot sauce. But he he's sponsoring the broadcast, and he was he was somebody who was really interesting too. If you go back and look at the episode, you know he's kind of using his family recipe to make mm-hmm. artisan small batch Cuban flavored Soraka. and it's kind of like as it, we talked to him, and it, it was such a uh, like a, a passion project, right? Right. Yeah. Talk about like, like sriracha hot sauce. Yeah, yeah. I, I might have pronounced Cuban it wrong. sriracha. Yeah, Cuban isn't sriracha. isn't sriracha a name brand? No, no I think it's a, it's style, a style of sauce. Oh, but Pepper Jelly Company, Pepper and, Jelly Company, and, and, and it's good timing for that too, by the way, because sriracha is blowing up. Burger King picked it up this year. Right. Absolutely. And he he was an incredibly cool dude, and he he was. You could tell he was very heartfelt, and the whole the whole thing meant a lot to him, and it yeah. means a lot to us that he's sponsoring the broadcast. Exactly, yeah. I'm really, really happy that we can continue to support him in his endeavor. Absolutely. And then we have uh, Billy Presida of the Man Horror Podcast <laughs> is an official sponsor of the broadcast. How cool is that? Was he shirtless when he paid you? Oh, my God. Uh, I, I like to think so. Billy was uh, <laughs> on our show. He has the Man, Cor- Man Horror Podcast where he interviews women he's slept with. <laughs> anything if he did anything with anything, anything romantic or, or physical yeah. or whatever incredibly funny dude and i'll never forget because we actually use skype so we could see each other and uh me and dave are sitting there and uh billy like has no shirt on yeah <laughs> like, he Just showed up shirtless no shirt uh another uh friend of ours is um is west coast project <clears throat> Really? West Coast Project is a sponsor of the Nothing Important Broadcast. Nice. Yeah, we were supposed to do some cross-promotional stuff that kind of fell through. We got to get back in touch with them real soon. Absolutely. And have the, him uh, back on. He he does a lot of like pop culture, like about TV shows. And he was he was yeah. a pretty funny dude. He's uh, real nice, really, real nice guy. Incredibly interesting. Uh I, I'm not sure if we're allowed to say, but like his real life job is incredibly It was very interesting, yes. Very interesting. Like on the surface, if you were to say it, it doesn't seem like anything, but incredibly Yeah. We had to get into details, then we realized how interesting it is. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Then also, uh, this is kind of cool. If you want to know what he does, go listen to the episode and maybe maybe we talked about it. I don't remember. <laughs> uh this is kind of cool. Uh a podcast. Uh, by the name of From a Basement in Tulsa. 
That I, you know, because you sent me the list of, of a few, not even all these sponsors, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, what the hell is that? That sounds awesome. It's uh, it's an independent music podcast where they uh, they play music, talk about it with the artists themselves. Oh, okay, and play it. Well, that's my kind of thing. That's right. my jam, baby. So we we have uh, a few slots left. Again, we're we're not looking to make money. We're just kind of looking to cover uh, some of the costs, and it's kind of like a. Uh, like, well, it's an experiment, right? Yeah. We've, we've never been on radio before, and it's going to be a totally different, we're, it's going to be different flow to the show. We're kind of dipping our toes into the revenue stream. Right. Well, it's because, you know, uh, when you have a podcast, everybody's like, oh, you should get sponsors for your podcast, and nobody has any clue how the fuck that works. Like, right. yeah, like people like Adam Carolla and Mark Marin. Yeah, uh, they make money through Amazon because they have millions of listeners. So just by like sheer statistics, somebody's right. going to buy shit through Amazon and give them money. You know, our We're, our fan base is more of the uh, skip this part of the podcast. Right, fans. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to uh, give all those folks thanks for kind of taking a kind of a leap of faith on us already. We still have some uh, spots available. If you go to uh, nothingimportantpodcast.com, click the advertise with us link. It'll give you everything you need to know. It's a good deal. You're guaranteed to at least reach tens of thousands of listeners uh, because your ads go out on the broadcast, the podcast, and it's all good, man, podcast. And the last people that are also sponsors are our friends from First Base and Beyond. Yeah. I, just <laughs> got a, I just got a copy of the book, and if you remember them, we had uh, Rebecca Love and Jocelyn Stone on the podcast and we played like a game show where uh, we helped them out with the definitions for their book. Right. And what first base and beyond is, it's expanding the baseball metaphor, you know, like first base is kissing, right? Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. I, I was told I was from the 1950s when we recorded that. <laughs> for the life of me, I, Tim, I always thought first base was like holding hands and shit like that, but apparently it's kissing. What are the bases to you? I think, just go, uh, go around the horn. I'll tell you mine. Uh, yeah, I thought first base was, yeah, first base was kissing. Second base was uh, like touching and uh, maybe some hand play. Third base was oral, and then home is having sex. So my, I always was, I always grew up with the theory. Whatever. Um, first base is kissing. Second base is above the waist. Third base is below the waist. And fourth base is home. Is banging, and, and then partying in the, the Vino way. is butt stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was like sliding into home. Well, either way, none of mine were correct, but it, it was a fun game show. Two incredibly cool dudes. They sent me a copy of the book. It's hilarious, and they're also you, you heard their commercial at the beginning of this episode, and um, just some cool dudes. Make sure that you you. Uh, you know, make sure that you support them as well for supporting us. That would mean a lot to us. So uh, the why, why I bring this all up is because 2016, I, I feel, is going to be a big year for us. I, I can't announce it yet, but we're, uh, we're going to be syndicated through a pretty popular podcast network. I can't really talk about it right now because not everything is official until, like, they post it and make the announcements. We're going to be on radio and we're going to do a lot we're going to do a lot of cool stuff keep bringing in celebrities and it, it's going to be a great year absolutely is it just me or does nothing important broadcast sound like a really crappy feminist podcast <laughs> <laughs> it does. <Dumb> nice. <laughs> 
Every time you say it, I'm like, I picture like two softball players like talking about how they're oppressed in the workplace. (laughs) (laughs) You never know. It might go that route. (laughs) It might go that route. I applied to be a producer on the Man Repellent. Man Repellent? The Man Repellent or Man Repeller podcast, some woman's podcast about she can't get laid, I guess. I don't know. Man Repellent, like hairy armpits and. Yeah. Right, right. So anyway, 2016. <laughs> I'm going to cut that out. Going to be a good year. Make sure you stay was... tuned to Nothing Important. And now an excerpt from the book of things Dave doesn't care about. Change, changing your fucking... Picture, picture filters to represent your... Yeah, changing your Facebook picture to support something. Right. And no matter what the fuck it is, I don't care. Right. Like, <laughs> I, I made the comment the other day. It's amazing how, like, three weeks after uh, nobody has a French flag. Right. Right. Like, well, they already changed all the problems in the world by putting Facebook French flag up over their profile picture. Right. right. Same so, thing with uh, gay rights. Like there was rainbow filters everywhere for like three days, and then everybody went back to their normal picture. You know, now, now it's lightsabers. That, that guarantees you an automatic swipe left on any and, dating and, app if you got some stupid fucking and 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 so outrage of the week. So what does that say about Star Wars? It's getting just the same amount of push and publicity as as uh, you know the French thing and the uh, and the gear race. Well, thing. see, but that that proves the point that it's just people latching on to something that's exactly that's popular. But there's no, it proves one... the point that people have nothing else to do but log on and tell people about they care about shit that mm-hmm. they really have no fucking idea what's going on. I've my, always thought nobody really gives a shit about anything. My favorite <laughs> like, is I, I think people give a shit more about presenting the fact that they give a shit about something right now people give a shit more about giving a shit than actually giving a shit exactly right. exactly. exactly that's the most beautiful way to put it exactly <laughs> that that's how i feel all that stuff is it's like the uh what, what was that bullshit where people were pouring uh buckets of ice water the ice bucket challenge head? yeah it's like oh yeah, like well, greg luganus disease or something yeah like oh whoo Man, you guys are really doing something. So instead of donating to the cause, I'm sorry. Or- I'm sorry. I only didn't laugh because my former <laughs> boss died of ALS during that trend. Oh well, obviously there wasn't enough ice bucket challenges then, was there? Mm-hmm, yeah, no, apparently. If more people would have poured ice on their head, maybe if he would have poured ice on his head, he would have survived. It. That dude raised a lot of money for it, but I mean, he did it not by being fake and not actually donating money. Like you know, yeah. he did real shit. But yes, it's Lou Gehrig's disease, Tim. Oh. And uh, they there are studies being done that he might not have died from Lou Gehrig's disease. Oh, what did he die of? He Cocaine overdose? Poser. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he might have died of CTE. Oh, cardiac pulmonary exoplasm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exoplasm. So you got to call the Ghostbusters. <laughs> Chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Oh, a cephalopagus? It's the concussion thing. It's, it's from having too many concussions. Big Bird's imaginary friend's cousin, a cephalopagus. <laughs> <laughs> it's about concussions. You know that movie starring Will Smith doing a fucking African accent? That's a horrible accent, that? by the way, but he's going to get... Uh, yeah. That's Oscar bait. This was an excerpt from the book of things Dave doesn't care about. You're listening to Nothing Important. That was a funny idea, Tim. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dave. Yeah, man. So we, we've kind of touched on it before, and actually it was funny because a couple episodes, uh, you kind of got cut off, but you started talking about your Eeyore-ness. Yeah, I did. Right? And then mm-hmm. and then we went into something else and then some interview that we talked to. So d- define Eeyore-ness to us. You're, I, I, I don't know. You don't know? Riveting. Riveting. <laughs> I think yeah. I just did it. See, that's what I was doing there. I was that's, doing it with an yeah, example yeah, yeah, of it. No, yeah, that's, that's good. Radio. I'm just, good you know, radio. I'm I'm very low strung. Mm-hmm. I'm very 
not excitable. I'm I'm hard to read. It's a low string. And know? so I move slow. My best friend is a bear that's addicted to honey. <laughs> <laughs> and by honey I mean heroin. There's like this little English boy that keeps like sneaking in, yeah. into the woods. It's fucking and that there's this there's this tiger that just bounces around all the fucking time and he's so goddamn happy. It just pisses me off. <laughs> My tail falls off sometimes, you know. <laughs> There are a lot of drug references in Winnie the Pooh, aren't there? There's a lot of drug references in everything because of the people that make it as on drugs. That's probably true. Very true. So, actually, you, the story about Winnie Pooh, the Pooh is awesome because it's stories that he used to tell to his child, and he wrote them down, and then it became like so popular he fucking hates it. Really? Yeah. I hate money too. Yeah, being rich sucks. I can I can only imagine how terrible it would be to afford virtually anything you want. That's got to be a fucking burden. <sighs> Well, you know, money can't buy happiness. Sure as hell can rent it. Money is happiness. Hey. <laughs> You're on today, Dave. Am I? It's this Coors Light I'm drinking. Yeah, first one. It's, it's born in the Rockies and the, you know, it's cold. <laughs> so your your eeriness, so you feel that's hard. Do you feel that affects your I feel like, it affects relationships with people? With people, with professionalism sometimes, mm-hmm. with businesses. You know, I'm trying to get a professional gig doing what I've been trained to do, and I'm just, you know... I'm always just kind of blah. Why, why do you think that is? Uh, it's just the way I'm strong. Do you think it's like too much weed or like what? what I, mean? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it's probably because of the pot. I've mm-hmm. always been like that, though. You've always smoked I, pot? I don't want to also. No, even when, like, it's just how I've always been. Remember when we worked at the travel centers of America? Yeah. I was not on anything in those days. Mm-hmm. And I would walk in and the old bitch would be like, what's up, Eeyore? <laughs> You know, I'd be in 15 minutes late, just kind of saunter in with my head down. Mm-hmm. Even like middle school, I'd walk around with my head down, you know. Not but I mean, do you, do you feel that's like a self-esteem thing or do you think that's, I mean, it's it's one thing to be like low-keyed because I feel like I'm a pretty low-keyed person because I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Like, okay, cool. Like, let's let's rock. But, so I, I don't know. Sometimes I think it's a kind of a high self-esteem thing. Like, I don't need to show you how excited I am about this because I'm just really secure about how I feel about things. Mm-hmm. You know, some people that. project. Yeah, you sound more conceited than anything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I'm so magnanimous. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. What exactly. Hey, man, about. everybody's got to have an ego, right? Mm-hmm. Except for me, I have like no ego whatsoever. Yeah, right. You know. Yeah, I've never seen that before. Yeah. No. <laughs> so you're you're an audio engineer. I'm an audio engineer. Right. Um, record music, obviously podcasts. But I, I, I think my eeriness helps with some engineering aspects, though, because I don't get excitable. You know, I've been called in to do a show, a live show. I get the phone call 15 minutes after the show's supposed to start mm-hmm. to a club that's half an hour away. Right. And I show up and get the show on the road. Right. And, and I don't freak out because I'm Eeyore, dude. I'm I'm level. So, like, even even you under know? pressure, like, even if, if, like, all eyes are on you and, like, the weight of the world is on you, you're just a mellow kind of... If I'm If I know what I'm doing, yes. So what, what amps you up? Like, what, what gets you going then? Bitches. Bitches? Okay. <laughs> but, like, that's not, like, a good amp up, right? Like, that's not like, oh, yeah, what, bitches. What, it's gets, like no, what bitches. gets me really excited is um, good movies, good art. Mm-hmm. I will get excited about art. I've seen you throw up before shows because you were so excited. That was nervous. <laughs> and excited. Well, that's good art. We put out good art, right? Oh, okay. Well, I, you know. I guess if you want to call it that. I'm uh, okay, sure. well, let me backtrack then and say that playing live is the ultimate high, yes. And okay. I haven't played live in a very, very long time. Maybe that's why I've been more Eeyore lately. I'm, I'm, I'm missing my ultimate drug. Deep in your guineans. Yeah. Pull it yeah. Out. What, what's preventing you from playing live? I mean, you 
You have you have talent. You can play guitar. You can sing decently. Sing decently. I, I don't play solo shows. Why? Um, I don't want to play other people's music worse than they do it. <laughs> yeah, but you you're, you're not though. You're 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 putting like your own spin on it. You know, playing, yeah. If I do it that. would be worse would be like if you play try to play Katy Perry and sing and sound exactly like Katy Perry, but but you you're not. Right. Well, that's the thing is I, I need an angle. I'm still I'm actually kind of working on it and have been thinking about it and playing more open mic nights to get over some of the stage fright I have about playing by myself. I do mm. have stage fright to be alone on stage. I'll come stand by you. Um, mm-hmm. that would probably actually help. <laughs> Just but because you know nothing. people go around these open mic nights and they they play cover songs and they sing them straight up and they and it's like why like I don't give a shit how you sing fucking uh, ain't no sunshine when she's gone you're not Bill goddamn Withers <laughs> you know like you can't top that right you know but if you do something to put your own spin on things I guess that's cool so just write like your own hits mm-hmm. I don't write songs why. Like this, you, is, have, this is radio, not TV, Dave. Right, have, 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I'm have sorry. you ever have you ever attempted? I, I mean, because for example, I know for a fact you have a song that everybody loves called 14 Inches of Love." I wrote a song when I was 16 Excellent years old that people song. still want me to play. Yes, mm-hmm. I think you should play it right now. It's the one song mm-hmm. that I like wrote. Right. Even like "Together Forever" was a collaboration of six drunk assholes on a frat porch. <laughs> You know, <laughs> great song though. I love that. Oh, song. great song. I didn't even write the music for it, but I write riffs. Like I've been in bands and I write riffs, but I've never like composed songs. And I'm I don't consider myself a good lyricist. Okay, but um, but do you think if you if you practice on that and like you're you're talking about how uh, art gets you excited? There's a lot of art in uh, writing your own songs. Do have you have you tried that to try to like get out of your eeriness? Like have you tried writing like I just have. as an exercise to see how it makes you feel? I have a little bit, but not. Not, I haven't like stuck with it. Mm-hmm. Like I sat down and been like, I'm going to write this song. And then I work on it for like a week. And then I get away from it for a bit and I come back to it. And I'm like, this is fucking dog shit. And I scrap it. Why? I've done stuff like that. Do, do you, when you scrap it, do you, do you keep it or do you just throw it away? Uh, sometimes I throw it on the back burner. Mm-hmm. I still have some ideas that I've worked on throughout you, the you years. Should go, you should go back through those. And uh, I tried. There's it. one song. I really, I literally wrote a chorus that I, I thought I was really cool about seven or eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I've tried to make a song around it and I can't. And I don't know. I'm uh, I'm not John Cougar Mellencamp. Few are. John Cougar Mellencamp would write songs for eight hours a day. Like There's only like three people in the world who are John Cougar right. Mellencamp. Right, literally. Yeah. But I, I've always found that impressive actually because he's a musician. So he does, he, he clocks in and does a full eight hours of writing songs. Mm-hmm. And then he says of all the crap, there's bound to be a good one in there. Somewhere. But most of his stuff that even makes the albums is dog shit. Well, that's like your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just absolute shit about nothing that has uh, some kind of catchy... Catchy melody. Yes. Exactly. With shitty lyrics. What would be... Um, so what, what John, would be- if you're listening, fuck you. <laughs> Once Big again, Grim just trying to piss off everybody. <laughs> just trying to burn bridges before we even get to them. <laughs> so ideally, so ideally though, uh, what kind of songs would you want to write? Like love songs? I, because I, I don't no. see you like me. I can't like I, I've written songs for our band and stuff like that, but they they've always been at least mildly tongue in cheek. I can't take shit. Yeah, serious. I was gonna like, say I, I I've, I've I've worked on some tongue in cheek love songs. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did write, actually, I did write one song that nobody's heard. Um, that's Why don't you like play personal. it right now? You got a guitar right there. No, I'm not going to do that. Why? No, I'm not going to do, do that. Do it. Nope. Dave. <laughs> for one, I don't remember the lyrics. Mm. And for two, I don't want to. I want to hear 14 Inches of Love. It's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Has it now? Yeah, well, too bad that song's well, retired. That, no, 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 oh. no. It is, it is the Christmas episode, kind of. I got an idea. Mm. After this, let's record a live version of 14 Inches of Love. All drunked up. Yeah. The bass player. Yeah. All right. So stay tuned for 14 Inches of Love with Dave. <laughs> yep. Well, what do you think, Brian? Do you think I got a little too much earworness going on? I do, and it's fucking ag- aggravating. Is it? <laughs> it is. Because I, I love you. I've known you shit since, like, high school, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so it's a long time. And uh, especially when, when we do when we do the podcast, right? Like, I, I like... We, we'll get a celebrity interview, and I'll be like, Dave, guess who we're talking to? Like, fucking this guy that you like. And you're like, oh, cool. I'm like, all right, you got to help me out here, Dave. Like, do you want to talk to him, yes or no? <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. You're yeah, just but not starstruck. You're just not easily well, impressed. And, and, I think that's, that's the whole thing. You're just not easily impressed. I'm kind of, yeah, I'm not, I'm really not easily impressed, no. I'm, I'm really hard to shock and surprise. And, um, but that's my thing is, like, if I say yes... Mm-hmm. Like, just assume that I'm excited, right? But I think part of, part of part of your issue is, yes, you said that it might affect some of your relationships with people and professionally. Is that it's one thing to be like even keel and mm-hmm. like tuned down low, but you have like no glimpse of enthusiasm mm-hmm. whatsoever. Because right. I'm very much the same way. Like my wife gets frustrated with me because she'll bring something up and like I'll be like, yeah, you know, like at least I'm like giving a little enthusiasm to it. And she's like, you don't even care. I'm like, no, I'm mean, fuck yeah, like let's do it, you know. But, like, Dave would be like, yeah. No, honestly, I think adult males that don't really hang their uh, excitement on other people's successes are all kind of the same, where I find myself when I'm in a conversation with a new person I'm talking to or maybe a girl I want to sleep with, I'm, like, trying to be overly excited about stuff, and it, it, all, it always just comes off as normal person conversation. You know what it is? Yeah. I feel the insincerity behind it, and I don't want to project that that's because exa- I know I, it's insincere. I feel that exact same thing. Which- I am, maybe that's what it is. Is I am such a an honest person. Like I don't bullshit. I mm. don't lie, and I don't want to portray feelings that I'm not really feeling. Mm. Well, I understand that 100 percent because it's uh, maybe that, that's. I think we got to the root. We have psychoanalyzed Dave, haven't we? Yes. All right. Yes. We yes. Have. Also, I wasn't baby talked when I was younger. I, I don't was, believe in baby I talk. Born. I think it's. I think that's stupid. I as, was my a, my parents, at least my mom, because I spent a lot of time with my mom, mm-hmm. would talk to me like this. So I I feel uncomfortable talking. <laughs> you know, I, no, I, well, as as the only parent in the room, that's mm-hmm. that's one thing that aggravates the shit out of me. As a parent, like I'm nice to my kids, you know, and, I, and I'm gentle with them because I love them, and I'm not gonna be like, like what the fuck, kid, you know, like. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, I have never ever done the whole like, like, like. Oh, you right. Want, you want a pinky? You want a pinky? You don't you baby talk. You 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 do change your voice to get you know get a little excited. Right. Yeah. You know. Well, but you don't you don't get get You know. It's right. like if you don't and want it, your kid to be a nasally whiny asshole, don't talk to him like a nasally whiny asshole. Who should you know, be fired up about something? You got me sparked. Speaking of which, I hate Caillou. Do you guys know what Caillou is? There is a thing going on about that, so no please idea. elaborate as someone that knows more than me. All right, so Caillou is, is I think it's a Canadian cartoon, but it's on PBS, like uh, the American public broadcasting system. And Caillou is about this little bald kid, kind of looks like Charlie Brown, 
but he is the whiniest pussy ever. Like the whole cartoon centers around like this little kid, right? Like most, most cartoons teach kids to be somewhat independent, uh, teaches them to like learn ABCs or go out and experience things. Right. Put the microphone in front of your mouth. Mm. <laughs> it fell. Tighten the, tighten the thing. But this Caillou cartoon, this little kid, it literally centers around where he'll walk up to his mom and dad and be like, I want to go out and play outside, but it's raining. That is the whole, that's how Caillou talks the entire time. He's just a whiny, whiny little kid. Exactly. And you know what makes it worse is kids pick up on that because kids are still learning themselves. They don't know shit. They learn by aping. Right. So uh, my, my daughter loves PBS, right? And it's weird because she can pull it up on the iPad. It's crazy. Like she'll know how to go to PBS and watch shows like uh, like Curious George and Dinosaur Train, both of which are very cool cartoons. And and I you know it's funny because like I enjoy watching them with the kid because I love cartoons. And you I really enjoy seeing... watching those horrible cartoons. I do, I do. Trust me, it's it's a weird parent thing, but like for me, part of the fun is being able just to veg out with my daughter and watch cartoons. It's awesome. You'll know what right? that's like when we have children someday. Yeah, ser- uh, I know people say that a lot, but it, it is seriously one of the best things ever. You, I can't even describe it. But I didn't watch cartoons when I was a kid. I don't want to watch cartoons with my kids. She watched, I don't have kids, and I love watching cartoons. She watched one episode. No, animated movies. Joking. She watched one episode of Caillou, and she was like, Dad, I really want a bottle of water because I'm thirsty, which she had never asked for Knock before. Knock that because, shit off. <laughs> right. And that's why I said, I'm like, okay, no more, no more Caillou. All right, we'll put down the A team. It somehow like, it somehow like, uh, gets this like hook in kids mm. to where like, even watching it once, I literally shut it off because th- she did that during an episode, like started mimicking him. I'm like, no more Caillou. We are not going to watch this whiny little kid. So you turn into a whiny little kid because uh, not to get overly political, but like there are way too many fucking pussies nowadays. And, you know, and my daughter, that's not politics. I'm going to take truth. That's society. I'm, I'm going to take pride in the fact that my daughter, beautiful little blonde girl is probably going to be able to kick the shit out of most of these fucking idiots in Chicago's kids. Cause their kids are fucking pussies and watch this Caillou. So I shut it off, but it gets the hooks in the kids. And it took literally like two months to stop her from whining just for basic things. Like, I well, gotta go of, to the bathroom. Like, well, go to the bathroom. You know, like what, <laughs> what you're not saying is a lot of close fist disciplines. That's what you're really getting at, right? Uh, look, uh, if anything, at least my daughter can take a punch. You yeah. know, <laughs> you know. Uh, the the key is you got to hit her in the soft spot so it doesn't bruise. Well, you just and, don't close your fist all the way. You keep your hand kind of open. It softens. Right, so it's soft right, because it creates like a like a uh, kind of like a shock on a car. It like right. scrunches to like. Well, and it doesn't yeah. hurt your wrist that way. Right. Well, yeah. yeah exactly. I mean, you know, so if it, I fuck up my wrist, I can't jerk off. You know? Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> everybody's better off. Right. You guys get where I'm coming from. Like. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah, I mean, like I'm fl- kind of partial to flashlight these days. Flashlight. Ooh. We need to get them as a no, sponsor for the podcast. I'm, but I'm totally joking, so I would love to try. I'll try one out on the fucking podcast. <laughs> in a room by myself, of course. That has YouTube. I was going to say. I'm not coming to that Next one. videos, here we come. Um, uh, somebody says something about Kevin Smith was talking about it on his mm-hmm. podcast, yeah. and he said he's never going back to his hand again. Really? Like, he's in it for life. Where do you hide that thing? Like, or do you, or, or do you embrace it and like keep it on the nightstand? Well, if your wife, does I would it like for to you, think that there's some sort of like glass married. case, kind of like a like a trophy, right? 
I, I would like to think that uh, there's like a nice wooden uh, you know, stand you know with like I, a, a hole coming. You know what I envision? I envision the, the beginning of the Raiders of the Lost Ark with the uh, idol on the weighted, mm-hmm. the counterweight right. pedestal. But like, but you're like playing with your balls and you're weighing your balls as opposed to... Right, it weighs, no, it weighs the same amount as your balls. Well, okay. So to take it off, you have to rest your balls on it. Right. That way your wife can't fucking steal it from you. Ah. See, if or she tries to get rid of it suction, on you... You suction mm-hmm. cup a dildo to the wall and then just stick it on the dildo and that's always there for you. I like the way you think. That's see. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and now, the fake outrage of the week. This whole concussion in the NFL thing is fucking retarded, too. What are you talking about? The fact that, um, I don't know. That grown men make a conscious decision, and everybody knows that if you fucking hit people with your head, you can get concussions. So later uh, in their life, they start suing people. Because somebody went on record saying, hey, uh, why, what, like, we need to be safer because we're not gladiators. And my response was, I pay money to watch you get hurt. You're a fucking gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, but the you don't definition. understand. You don't understand. They, they no, pray. you got millions of dollars to get hurt for my enjoyment. No, mm-hmm. but they pray they prey upon the less fortunate and the inner city kids that only have a way to get out by hitting heads with other inner city kids. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it's I think the easiest way cool. to solve that is just bring back leather helmets. That's uh that's no one face mask, leather helmet. What about Nobody those new like what what are those uh blow up balls you see like where, where they put themselves in the like ball you can get right? inside and like yeah. Could you still get a concussion from that? Because the whole purpose of a concussion is when your head stops and your brain keeps moving. Right. right yeah. So couldn't you still get a concussion from being? You inside probably of those could. It's just balls? that your head's going to stop a lot slower, slower because of or bang it has bus. Cushion. You can get a concussion in a bang bus. Right. But I know. I mean, the bang bus. <laughs> well, Holy in shit. my in my. Damn is that still a thing? Because <laughs> I wanted to keep going with the concussion thing. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of horse got concussions on the bang bus. I'm sure yeah, I'm did. sure they did. Uh, I was say, say, first off, it doesn't seem like it's very please. safe to be driving around and participating in those activities to begin with. Right. There had to be at least wasn't two or three safe of at all. Them. They weren't even using condoms. Their vagi- right. Their vaginas <laughs> got concussed. <laughs> Contusions. <laughs> but in in uh, in four years of flag football, there's uh, three concussions on my team. Oh man, you guys are so. Um, like- because probably they were, awesome they, it's almost like class too. It's almost like <laughs> it's almost like any sort of physical act, activity. Exactly, has inherent risk. Well, the, because the leather helmet argument is a good one because it will deter you from using your head as a weapon. Right. But there's also an extreme amount of incidental contact involved in any kind of sport. Yeah, shit happens. So the rate would probably be just the regular rate of any other sport at that point. Indeed. Yeah. Except for tennis, when I won the. Right. (laughs) Be sure to follow Nothing Important online at nothingimportantpodcast.com. Find us on iTunes, on Twitter at NotImportantPC, and you can also find us on Facebook. Nothing Important is recorded with help from Third City Sound in Joliet, Illinois. Thanks for being awesome.